Well, good morning. I'm speaking to you today from uh, our empty building. And the reason I've done that, I think, uh, hopefully will become clear in a few moments. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, in our staff devotion, Joy was sharing with us, and she was uh, talking about the life of Job. And ever since that time, I've really been thinking quite a lot about Job and what he went through, and uh, that whole sense of God restoring to him. But not just restoring, but doing more. Now, if you uh, are into restoring things, you'll know there are numerous TV programs uh, where people are followed restoring houses or restoring uh, old vintage items or classic cars. But then in recent years, uh, uh, a phrase has come uh, to the fore called resto mod, which really means to restore and modernize. And you see that often in uh, car, the car world where people are uh, just getting uh, old, old cars and not only doing them up, not only uh, restoring them, but modifying them. So putting new brake systems in there for the 21st century, putting new ignition systems in, putting all the gadgets in that we are used to uh, in, in our modern world. And so uh, uh, I was thinking about that and I was thinking how much like God that is. He wants to not only restore to us things that potentially we've lost or uh, have uh, uh, drifted away from but also he wants to do far much more than that and so I want to just think about that for a few minutes today that God wants to restore and do more and I think uh, initially from Psalm 23 where the psalmist says in verse 3 well-known psalm he says he restores my soul he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake God loves us so much his his love is so strong for us not only does he want to lead us into those times of quiet and rest that pete was talking about last week but also he wants to renew to restore our souls what does that mean um well obviously the psalm was very much focused around the the thought of a shepherd and of course if a shepherd found an injured or wounded uh sheep they would take them they would treat the wounds and they would look after it until it returned to good health and how often have we found probably in our lives that God restores us to good spiritual health after we've been battered or experienced hurt? And when, as Pete said last week, we come to him and we take a breath and that restorative process begins in our spirits. Sometimes it's because of things that have happened to us from outside sources that we have no control over or sometimes it's hurt that we've caused of ourselves because of difficult or, or wrong decisions that we perhaps have made. So it may be today that somebody watching here this morning could do with that sense of well-being in God to be restored, that spiritual life restored to them. It could be with the psalmist that you are saying today, Psalm 51 verse 12, restore to me the joy of your salvation. King David was known as a man after God's own heart. And yet he also experienced hardships and many battles in his life. And yeah, because we are followers of Jesus, it doesn't mean we are exempt from tough stuff. You know, all of us go through challenges, all of us go through difficulties. Uh, and, you know, it can wear us down, it can beat upon us. And sometimes those difficulties, as I've said, are as a result of external uh, things, external forces that we have no uh, control over. Or it could sometimes be because of our own actions or sin in our lives. 
Uh, it's been said that sin causes the cup of joy to spring a leak. You know, well, that certainly happened uh, for David. It definitely drained his cup. I haven't got time to go into the background to that. But no matter what, David, in the Old Testament, he knew that only God could restore his joy and his peace. And over and over again in the Psalms, you see him coming back to God, uh, imploring God to be merciful to him. And in this famous passage, in this particular Psalm, he goes on to ask God to help create in him a clean heart, to purify him, to renew a right spirit in him, and not to take away the Holy Spirit or God's presence from him. He wants to feel God's closeness, God filling him afresh, blessing him afresh as only God can. Renewing or restoring a right relationship with God would bring David back to that place of contentment and peace that he was seeking. And maybe today you just sense, in the words of the psalmist, to cry out to God, restore to me the joy of your salvation. And here's an example of how God responds to that sort of prayer. And you find it in uh, Amos chapter 9 and verse 14. Here God is talking about the restoration of Israel. They disobeyed uh, God and uh, they've been taken into captivity. But they were repenting and calling on him. And he promised to restore them. He promised to restore their land to them. He promised to protect them and to bring them into right relationship with him again. Listen to what uh, God says through uh, Amos. He says, I will restore the fortunes of my people Israel. They shall rebuild the ruined cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink their wine. They shall make gardens and eat their fruit. And there's a whole list goes on of God's blessing that will come to them. Listen, God heals the brokenhearted. He restores not only relationships, but restores possessions and land back to his people. You know, as Joy was uh, reminding us about Job the other week, uh, you know, when you look at the, the, the story of Job over those 42 chapters, uh, you see right at the beginning, he's a very blessed man. He's a man of integrity. Um, God's blessed him in so many different ways in his family, in possessions that he owns, in his uh, stature in the community. And then very quickly, he loses everything through no fault of his own. And then there's this whole struggle with his thoughts and his emotions that go on for quite a lot of chapters. And people coming and all sorts of voices coming to him. And he comes to the point towards the end of the book where he begins to call out and pray for his friends. He lifts his eyes up and he begins to pray for his friends. And then God begins to restore. But he does more than restore. He has, you know, greater influence. He has greater in terms of wealth and um, blessed in his family. And for us as individuals, and indeed for the church, you know, God wants to restore things, but he wants to do more. And 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul in chapter 13 and verse 9, he said, um, made a funny statement. He said, we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. He's speaking to the Corinthian church. He said, your restoration is what we pray for. You know, Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, uh, those letters are, are full of warnings, as they were known not only for their sinful attitudes and actions, even though they claimed to be followers of Jesus, they, they seem to so often struggle with loving one another and living holy lives. And, 
I guess some of us can say, you know, sometimes I struggle with living with my brothers and sisters and, and um, living a holy life. And in this passage, called Paul, uh, Paul calls to the Corinthian church. He says, make things right. Restore right relationships with each other. Examine yourselves. and Make sure that you're in a right relationship with God himself. Paul doesn't want sin to cause any separation among them. Because he knows that God's commanded blessing is where there is unity. And uh, he says in a couple of verses further on in chapter 13, it's verse 11. He says, finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree, uh, agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. He's encouraging them to work things out. And to work things out with one another. And to think more highly of each other than themselves. Paul wants them to live in peace and harmony because there they will experience the blessing and the peace of God for themselves. You know, and as we seek uh, restoration, maybe with brothers or sisters in the body of Christ, uh, we're going to see a reward. You're going to see a reward. If, there's, if there are people, if there's somebody that you need to restore relationship with, um, make that make that an aspiration but more than an aspiration a goal uh, and seek what you can do bring it before the Lord ask him to give you wisdom with regard to that so there's this whole thing that God wants to restore so many things our relationship with him our relationship with one another uh, restore the joy of our salvation etc um, and I think you know when I think about restoring things, you know those old classic cars, but making them better. Those resto mods, making them better than they were before. What if you watch those TV programs, you see incredible transformation. And you look at sometimes we look at our lives and we think, oh, we've got ourselves in a bit of a mess. But God wants to bring an incredible transformation for each one of us that will bring honour and glory to Him. Uh, that's God's heart. He wants us to have health he wants us to have healthy emotions and how many of us have had emotions battered over these last few months with all that's been going on because of all sorts of reasons he wants our lives and our souls renewed so that we are in harmony with him god loves us so much his desire is that we would all be restored back into close relationship with him and with regard to his church what is God doing with his church? Well, I think he wants to restore and do more with his church. Uh, the Old Testament prophet Haggai, uh, chapter 2, verse 1 says this. On the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, to Joshua, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people. So God's saying, speak to the civic leaders, speak to the religious leaders, and speak to all the people. He said, ask them, who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? And we've got a photograph of just a few, minute, a few uh, months ago when we were meeting in this building and we put it up on screen. And how does that look compared to how things look now? You know, behind me, over my shoulder here. It's a very empty building with one or two chairs scattered about uh, because we've been having uh, uh, opportunity for personal prayer with social distancing. 
And then God goes on to say this. He says, but... So, you know, you think about how things were, but you think about how things are now. He said, but be strong. Be strong and work, for I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. You know, God made a covenant with his people, and he's not about to break it. You know, he's made promises to us through our prophetic things over our lives as individuals, over the church here, that God wants to do, and he's not about to break those promises. And then in verse 6 of chapter 2 of Haggai, it says this, This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth and the seas and the dry land. I'll shake the nations, and what is desired by all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of the present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. I want to prophesy this morning that God is going to do He's going to restore and do more. For some of you watching this today, God wants to restore and do more. You've experienced God's blessing and favour, his hand upon you in the past. God wants to restore that and do more. For some of you, it could be health. For some of you, it could be to do with relationships. For some of you, it could be to do with a job situation. For some of you, it could be to do with possessions. I really believe that God wants to restore and is going to restore and do more. And I believe for the life of the church in the UK that God wants to restore and do more. Watch out. God has not finished here in the UK yet. I want to pray. Father, thank you that your heart is always for us. Lord, and sometimes we disappoint ourselves in our response to that. Sometimes we may even disappoint you. But Lord, we ask for forgiveness where that is appropriate. And Lord, we ask again, as so often in your word we find your people doing, that God, you would restore. Restore the joy of salvation to those who need it today. Restore your peace for those who desire it. Restore healing, strength. Restore right relationships, we pray. Lord, bring your restoration. But Father, do more than we ever dreamed or imagined. And Lord, for your church here in the UK, may we be the bright, shining beacon, as it were, that city on a hill, that light 